0: Let's get ready to rumble at Buffalo Bills training camp. And the Devils still don't know who the best goaltender of all time is. And P.S. it's Dominic Hotchik. Along with the rundown, some hot takes, trivia and more, this is the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino, and we're going to get right into it with the Bills news at training camp. Some very notable injuries to start off the podcast. Uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde, if I'm correct, it was a hip injury.
1: Yeah, but he re- he returned. He to already today, yeah. He's already so back he, he's today. Up, he's back. There was a, a little scare.
0: Yes, and Poyer is an elbow injury. I think we heard right. And Steve Tasker was a little worried about it, but um, as we now know, Dom, it is just a hyperextension. You said, or
1: yeah, Adam Schefter reported that it was just a hyperextension elbow. But and... then
0: again, take Adam Schefter's words with a grain of salt, Shifty Schefter. You never know when he's actually correct about something. Yeah,
1: but I mean. Supposedly, he's only going to miss a few weeks, and then he should be back by uh, September eighth, which is the home. Which is not. Sorry, not the home opener. Though. The day I get Season my boot opener. Off. can't Season wait. Opener. I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how they manage him. Obviously, it was very scary because whenever someone injures like that elbow, arm area, you're scared that they might have, like tore their bicep or their tricep, and that's a, that's a season-ending injury. So. Very lucky for the Bills to kind. Of, I mean, never want anyone to get injured, especially those two. Yeah, you never want anyone to get injured, but it seems like they've kind of dodged two bullets from Hyde and Poirier. You know, only Hyde missing a few days, and now Poirier seemingly, you know, escapes super significant injury. Obviously, missing a few weeks is still pretty significant. Right, and I've heard
0: the expression tossed around six weeks till kickoff. So, I mean, luckily it wasn't in the season. That that's yeah, just no, my, this is a good, good time because yeah. you know
1: it's
2: just it's just camp like. He's already established his role with the team. So, like, he's not in a battle with anybody. So, I just give think it'd him the point. time to recover.
1: I just think it would have been unfortunate for him if he had, like, some kind of, like, season-ending injury, especially because this is his contract. Oh, year. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I don't yeah. know what would have happened. Like, give him a one-year of, year you franchise know, tag. They, think have they been would have even
2: given
0: him a, re- a return at that point
2: or I, mean,
1: that, I mean, yeah, I like but I, I just think it would be kind of weird to be like, did Jordan Porter's last game happen in that <laughs> Chiefs game? That'd be kind of wild. Oh, yeah,
0: man. don't even. That that just made my heart sink. You saying that? I mean, that's that's that would be a tough thing for sure. That'd be but tough. luckily, let's knock on some wood. up No here. more injuries. No more injuries, and hopefully. You know, Poyer is ready to go, and it's a speedy recovery. So, Luckily, only a hyperextension. It could have been way worse. Oh, yeah.
1: The amount of pain he was in, if you saw the video of him going to the locker room, having them having to take a chair out so he could sit down, because so he could barely stand from the pain. So, yeah. Seeing, yeah. seeing that and understanding that he could only possibly be out a few weeks is a,
0: the, it's a pretty good. Guarantee win right there. It's an absolute win.
1: I would, I would, agree. Well, you know what also doesn't help injuries when there's potential fights. Oh yeah, rough kind of,
0: know. uh, and rowdy has infiltrated Bill's trading camp. Um, first day of pads, it, it got, it got a little crazy down there. Um, Josh Allen was nudged as it, the video I saw. It didn't look like it was an intentional. It looked I seem,
1: like, I feel like it's an overreaction on Josh then, But at the same time, you never touch the quarterback. Exactly. Red jersey, red all shirt. those
2: people probably going up to Jordan Phillips, like, bro, you're gonna get cut if you, you do anything <laughs> to this guy. Come on. Well, did you see the video he posted on Twitter the day after
0: on his story? Him dancing to some rap song, he's like unbothered. Yeah. so I was they like wow,
1: they're, what a they're, savage, bro- move. they're brotherhood. They
2: don't. Yeah. Like, well, you know, the he, first day with pads, they're just going to get all their adrenaline emotions. going. Yeah. Well, and they're the back. Thing. A lot everyone's of expectations.
0: Like, it's such a negative, everyone's saying. Like, oh, the teams, it's the Bickering Bills 2.0. <laughs> like, I, I don't agree with that. I think it shows that they're practicing with the intensity they're going to play the game with. And yeah. I think that's an absolute. Absolute win. I'm gonna say it again. Big fan. Big fan I'm, of the absolute vibes win today. and your win. Yeah, I'm a big win guy. But I, I think if they're practicing with that intensity, I can't wait to see what they're gonna, they're gonna play I, like.
1: I, I agree. I, I, just, I think the whole fight is just kind of, I do not say overrated, but it's something. But it's not. I think not people just gig- got excited about I, it. You know, in training <laughs> camp, usually people, you know, grasped at a few straws, and I, and this is one of them that, yeah, the other one of like Josh Allen signing Dawson Knox's neck like blew up. On social media, like <laughs> yeah, there's I people, think that is a segment on GMFB. Yeah, yeah that's right? another yeah. situation of just a, a play that you know it happened. Obviously, no one wants to see a fight, especially if you're a franchise quarterback. But no one got hurt again, and again they all so they seem to have all worked it out. So a very a very enjoyable fight, though. I had Josh Py more embarrassed gig- about
2: getting uh, left. By Peter King there, without shaking his hand. That oh, was
0: funny! Yeah, that was that was a funny clip though, <laughs> and he got the
1: handshake. Luckily, credit, but credit to Josh
2: Allen for staying there with his hand out. Well, he makes the noise. He goes,
1: "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, um, I did have I did have one more point to make about Jordan Poyer's injury. I was thinking this uh, the car right over here of Joe. Uh, you know, Jordan Poyer injured his elbow. I was I can't remember when's the last time a Bill had like a significant elbow injury other than Josh Allen his rookie year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, they and, and like the, the
1: elbow is kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a weird injury. In football, yeah, to be honest. yeah. You're it's just, a, honestly no that's, Tommy that John. Comes more, well, I I, I, well. Said, I made the point to Joe. I I remember the time when so when Allen threw that pass against Houston and he got his arm like sandwiched by Javen Clowney. I can't remember where the other pass rusher for the Texans was at the time, and he had like that elbow injury that he missed a couple games his rookie year. Yeah. I remember, like, originally they thought, they feared that he might have, like, tore his UCL and need to have Tommy John, so he would have missed his entire, end of his rookie season and his entire second year. Just imagine that the remember, jump would never have happened. I just remember <laughs> for, like, an hour or two there was the Murray, like, the tank for Murray vibes happening with the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... It all worked out, but it was just very, it's you very know, funny to recognize. One more
0: thing about Kyler Murray having that study clause, which is now removed. It, mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just statistically... it. I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, people were bothered by it, right? He was very bothered by it. He's very vocal about it. But he's great. And then a new Call of Duty comes out, so clearly he's not spending his study time every October when the new Call of Duty comes out. Negative correlation of yeah, this. it is. I'm telling you, it's it's. If you look back, every time a new Call of Duty comes out, his numbers drop. Yeah. So I think they put the four hours in waiting for Modern Warfare Two to the drop.
1: Absolutely. It also doesn't help that his coach is Cliff Kingsbury too. Exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's also a, a negative correlation. Just
2: extended Cliff Kingsbury. Come on. You
1: yeah. Show him some respect. Yeah. That that's kind of funny other other training notes um J- jameson crowder again we said this you know we touched on it last pod you know story of his career he's getting good at riding bikes yeah can't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how many miles he has on that pod. i know i know maybe he should try peloton um <laughs> yeah again story of his career cannot stay healthy cannot get in the field Isaiah mckenzie apparently is showing out yeah he's looking phenomenal so he's, he's an absolute I think standout. I, honest to god it's become the fact of I think Crowder it, might not be on the roster. Oh yeah, I think the Plus, slot Plus Shakir's been good too. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it seems like the slot's done. Like it kind of seems like McKenzie locked up, but now it's kind of a Crowder if he you know, if the salary cap, they might need to like cut a veteran like I think he's kind of on. Would you rather have him or Isaiah Hodgkins make the roster?
2: He's been I think decent too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Isaiah they're all
2: but he's com- probably more of that practice squad or, guy. Or yeah. or
1: or they could just sign Odell Beckham Jr. Okay.
0: Yeah, Adam Schefter blasted that out too, and everything was gone as soon as he did. So and then it was a fake Bleacher Report account too that was kept it kept OBJ, it going.
2: Obj Obj's probably going back to LA. He,
0: rest- he responded on Twitter. He he woke. He's like, I woke up and asked Von Miller how much did I sign
2: for? How much That's- money we get? Yeah, because I thought didn't Van and Jefferson get hurt?
1: LA know. did he? Nah, I think he's all right. I don't know. They got him, A Rod, and um. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. So they got I mean again, OB yeah. OBJ and the team would be a pretty nice addition for the Bills. I'm just oh yeah,
0: but I mean He's, he'd, he'd want to be receiver the number one. Luxury signing. Yeah.
1: You no. I don't know.
0: Do we have cap? We wouldn't. even have a cap for that, do we? They have the amount of money card. he probably
1: would want. It'd probably like it'd like one year, one million. And they'll just reset the market next year. He's just come off an ACL tear. Yeah, you got a point. He's exactly. gonna miss like the first month, I'd assume. Yeah. Oh, if probably more than that, to be honest.
2: Probably more because he tore it Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was
0: that. A, the most rec- the most recent game.
1: I think it's just interesting how banged up the Bills' secondary is. You know, Hyde almost gets injured. Players now missing a few weeks. Trey White. Hey, what know, doesn't kill was, you makes you stronger. I'm just and, saying, like, it was, like, the depth of the secondary is getting tested. Obviously, Kyrie Lilum getting the first team reps. He apparently. He's, he and Diggs are getting a little. Or, uh, apparently, he likes to grab. You no, know, yeah. apparently. So, apparently, he's improved a lot, but. He, at the still likes, there. he still likes to grab too much, and they think if they were playing a fact, like an actual game, he'd get called a lot. So that was, you know, we talked about it Him when he was drafted. He's a little struggling tackling, but he also, you know, his technique of hit, you know, grabbing a little bit, he definitely has the frame. but Yeah, he's a little too physical. Technique. you got to dial it back. A little too back. physical, but mm-hmm. Christian Benford, the sixth-round rookie out of Villanova, apparently he's getting some time uh, with the first team as well, and apparently he had a very good practice too. So nice to see the young guns, you know, with the depth. Needed at that corner position because injuries are bound to happen. Yeah, know? and so to have that is, I think, really important.
0: Did you hear how impressed uh, Kyrie Elam is with Josh Allen? He was like, "That is the
1: best quarterback I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. what, what, what was he gonna say? Kyle Drask, Trask was the quarterback Kyle... of Florida when he was there. Yeah,
2: yeah, does that... Buccaneers backup. Yeah, yeah. so that they was the right. reported heir apparent, to Tom Brady. There,
1: I guess so. But um, so apparently, apparently, that's the best quarterback. That he's probably ever. How could you not with? think that? I mean, Anthony granted. Richardson.
2: Do you right. play with him?
1: I think so. I'm not too sure. Emory Jones. I, I, Emory Jones was. I'm the Florida's a weird team. They oh. were, they were terrible last year. You
0: know um you know what I saw the other day. This is kind of kind of out of nowhere, but that kind of just made me giggle. I saw Nathan Peterman in a Bears jersey. Yeah, that's and He where posted he is it right on now. Instagram. I just I'm like this guy's still here. He's Nate still Peteran. kicking somehow. You know, every time he comes in, he throws a pick, guaranteed. Take take the take the money on that bet that the, the dolphins should have,
1: the dolphins should have signed him and made sure he was their quarterback during their tanking.
0: Did you see Rosen is in uh Chicago, no Cleveland sorry yeah yeah
1: resurfacing. I thought you were gonna talk about how the Miami Dolphins lost their first a first round pick and a fourth round pick because of tampering.
2: Yeah, because they wanted Brady and Champayton. Oh Did see that? no, I didn't actually yeah, see they that. Lost, yet.
1: They lost the twenty three first and uh, I guess. Let's, let's they first. said there was
2: yeah 23 first They 23 said 23, 23. there was no proof to them tanking, but it was for talking to Brady and Sean Payton while they were still in contract oh, with other teams. So sort of tampering. Yeah, and Stephen Ross was fined one point five million and suspended through October seventeenth, mm-hmm. I believe. So, so doesn't surprise me. Dolphin, that,
1: Dolphins but. are worse at cheating than the Patriots, <laughs> but not <laughs> well, the Astros. Yeah, it's well, you fair. don't
0: have the big Bill Belichick behind the scenes there, so you know. That's I'm just
2: saying, we we said Bill Belichick's an idiot for texting Brian Flores. Maybe he's a genius. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he did it on purpose.
0: Yeah. That like would be honestly. Kind of savage. I'm not even going about it. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't put it past the guy. I really he's, wouldn't. He's a genius. Yeah. The, he's a maniacal genius. maniacal genius. Yeah. But speaking of uh, the uh, the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson has officially been suspended six games. Uh, uh,
1: uh, officially is. He's so the independent arbitrator has yes, not the NFL recommended yet. a six-game suspension. So it's now, I don't think Deshaun Watson and his team are going to appeal. But this obviously the news happened yesterday, so now the NFL, if you count today, has two days to appeal. Not not appeal, but make a like decision, make their decision, make their decision to either make it more or. I could get the six games. Do you special. think?
0: Well, did you hear what Kyle Brand had to say about it on Good Morning Football? Good for him, man. He, yeah, he, he went out about it. I agree with him. I mean, we're, it's, at this point, it's just like six games feels
2: like a little, I don't know. Calvin really got to spend an entire year for gambling for, on a game. Yeah, gambling on a on game. Yeah, this is, this I, is. I think about Josh Gordon. All yes. his suspensions for just smoking weed. I think it's weed.
1: really disgusting. I'm going to be completely honest No, you and mean. we normally don't go into this stuff we don't pretty go into heavy, stuff. but I, I mean, it just, just has to be said. I think it's really disgusting because obviously, like, we don't know everything. We're not involved in the, you know, no, and we're all, not. I mean, from an outside perspective, it just, it just is really just looks really bad. And it's
0: like Kyle Brandt said, it's almost being related to, like, gambling or. Mm-hmm. Just cheating like Brady did. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. a couple games. Slap on the wrist. And, and I also have back, to say, right?
1: some people are saying that, well, you should count last year as part of a suspension or whatever. No, Listen, last year, Deshaun Watson got paid like $20, $30-plus dollars a year. He then used that money to settle all his lawsuits currently. So, um, no. He, he got paid for not working. That's, that's not a suspension. No. I no.
2: Truly, I think he should be... It's suspended indefinitely oh 100 percent yeah and then he have to, if he wants to come back he had to be reinstated but because think about the Dodgers Trevor Bauer he, he was suspended, suspended two, two years Two yeah. full years mm-hmm. yeah
1: on top, on top on top of
2: missing like more on, than half a season before top,
1: yeah on top of missing the half season before he's suspended two full. I think he's appealing I don't know if he did or not
2: and he only had a couple Deshaun Watson had 24.
1: It doesn't matter. It, it's just re- it's just really... And there ben were 66... He had 66
0: masseuses that he had conversations yeah. with over the past, like, the months leading no, up to all No, he should have those. been suspended indefinitely. Sh- yeah, indefinitely. Like, there's no excuse for me. Like, if the... I, Honestly, I, I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if the NFL knocks it I down. Would,
1: as- no, they're not going to knock it down. If anything, they're going to raise it, and they should raise it. But you think? Because I don't technically know it's a civil
0: case and all that stuff? I don't
1: know if the NFL will raise it because I think Roger Goodell is looking at it as the fact of... The independent arbitrator ruled that it should be six games, and if I if I just agree with him, then the blame puts goes on her instead of me. You know, it's not his suspension that he. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So
0: no, if it were me, I'd say you're out, you're out for at least a season or two. Like we'll. I think he should have got suspended
1: for at least a season. I yeah. I don't understand why... We play
0: him with a six-game suspension, don't we? I don't care about that. No, I don't care about that. I don't care about, don't that, don't care about like- the
1: playing thing at all. But I think it's ridiculous that Deshaun Watson's team apparently had a say in the matter at all. And I, I think it's really embarrassing on the league that the Browns come out with just an absolute horrendous like statement about the whole situation, how remorseful he is. But then the independent arbiter made it a point in her... Ruling that he didn't feel remorseful for his actions at all. Yeah, he just so, played it off it's like just he was a Chad. I don't. I also I don't know why anyone would ever want to wear a Deshaun Watson jersey ever. Yeah, no. No, yeah. I, I. I honestly, it's just like
2: as a fan of the Browns, how you can support. I don't know. You be like a that. Fan, I, I see, even in that locker room.
0: How could you even be a fan of the Browns? How, how could you go left, for a lock? Get rid of a locker room person like Baker. With this guy, his Baker mind. wasn't the best in Baker locker wasn't room. wasn't the best locker room guy, but, but there, there was a lot adult. of outside. Yeah.
1: There were a lot of yeah, outside I just, I just circumstances this. happening. This that. might be a hotter take, but if, like if the Bills did any of this stuff that they did, like if Deshaun Watson was the Bills quarterback right now, I think I would renounce my fandom for until he was gone.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, don't like. Why would I don't? If the team really stood by him and supported him like that, like yeah,
1: if I given that I, contract, game... yeah,
0: like, yeah. If I played for the Browns, like if I'm Jarvis Landry, we got cut.
2: We'll say Miles Garrett.
0: Sorry, I don't pay attention to the Browns because they're just so forgettable, minus this. Um, if I'm Miles Garrett, what's the camaraderie like between me and I-, I wouldn't have any respect for that guy coming into the locker room. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. he does. like I-, I would think he's an absolute scumbag, and I'm going to say scumbag because he is. You know what I mean? So it's just I I would have no zero, zero respect for that guy. And I don't know how the Browns are going to get around that because those guys might not. They might not. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna react. It's just it's the whole situation's just ridiculous.
1: I think it's a complete embarrassment and hopefully, you know, the hopefully the punishment is more than six games, is all I can say.
0: I'm hoping, but I'm not gonna hold my breath that Roger Goodell actually changes anything. But we're gonna we're gonna segue off of that. And uh is there anything else, training camp wise, you guys wanted to talk about before we head into the Sabres? No.
2: No, I they're just, it just seems like they're having a really good time. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's, it's very on. promising. It looks like they're having fun. So apparently, uh, just one last thing that apparently what I've seen is that the punting battle is neck and neck. Are, are you kidding me I have right seen now? That, that the hang that,
1: times are very close. Yeah.
0: Okay, well let's get a twenty mile an hour wind going, and then when Matt Hawks goes backwards, Matt, Matt Hawk and the Hawks is God still goes first, holding
2: on for dear life right now.
0: Maybe he didn't miss leg day
2: in the offseason. I have no idea. So I'm just saying, you don't draft a punter just to cut him.
1: No. Who no. knows? Maybe the, hey, the, hey, the Bills? Watch him. Watch. It's the Bills. The Bills, Bills might. <laughs> oh,
0: All right. Well, we're not going to manifest that, but we'll be right back with the Sabres right after this. Here at the Buffalonian Podcast, we are looking for sponsorships to take our podcast to the next level. If you are at all interested, feel free to DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and let us know. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: We are back with the Buffaloing Podcast, and we're transitioning from our Bills talk to, you know, some Sabers talk. Obviously, little little drive news, little drive news, but we're gonna keep going with you know, our main, you know, source of information per se. Of we did the first, we made our projected first line uh, last week. We started off the series with uh, having our first line be Jeff Skinner. Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck, yeah, that was That was
2: a tough debate, you know. That was really tough. That's
1: a tough debate. I would say the toughest part about having those three together, I feel, and I said this last week, is having Alex Tuck on that top line makes it a little bit hard for the rest of the way. Just because yeah. he's so, he's so malleable and he can play a, a bunch of different people. But um, So let's go to the second line. Obviously, you know, first line... I think all of us were. In, I think we are all unanimous. On yeah, I know that line. was. Yeah, yeah. Right away. I think that was pretty. Well, self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So second line, um, I think all of us are going to have the second line center be Dylan Cousins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a very good year last year as kind of more of a production like a third line center, but I think this year, you know, coming off the World Championships, I, I really feel like he's going to take the jump to be a, a very solid uh, two-way second line center, mm-hmm. and th- this is where. Hmm. This is. I think I th- one of the
2: other players is kind of obvious, Victor Olsson. I don't it's, have Victor Olsson. No. Okay. I have Olsson. I have right. Olsson. Because I, mm-hmm. I, was... I,
1: I think this gets interesting here, because I guess now this is beco- going to become between the three of us, like what kind of team we're running here. Because yeah. I think. Do you want it like top heavy? Like top see, see six. The, the fact is, is it? Do you want
0: like? A pro do you want to say the third before we
1: get rolling with this no, stuff? We're just doing. just... We're, we're, we're good. <laughs> it, it becomes the matter of the fact of like, do you want a typical fourth line or are you gonna like spread them all apart? Mm-hmm. My opinion is, I think the Sabers have too young of players. Which isn't a super negative, but they they have so many young players that they don't have two hundred foot games. You know, Mel stat's not a good two hundred foot player.
2: I don't even think I no. Crab- I had to have Casey somewhere. Krabs isn't if good.
1: I Defensively, Olsen, we all know, struggles defensively. You know, Quinn, rookie, probably not going to be great. Paturka, I think, could be average. So, like, when you look at those young guys, like the fords they have in their middle six, not a lot of them are 200 foot players. So, it's kind of hard, you know, for me to, like, put, like, three of them on together in line, like, having, like, say, Krebs, middle stat, Olsen. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that might be a cool offensive line, but that line's going to get caved in. They can't play defense and they're going to get scored on. Yeah. So for me, I mean wait, listen, we can debate this all we want. For me, I had uh Oposo on one wing because Oposo and Cousins played very well together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Oposo's kinda like that defensive player. And my other wing I think is really up for grabs. Um I put Paterka there because I think um I think he's a good off gonna be solid offensively. I also think he'll be he's definitely gonna be a more two hundred foot player than Quinn is. And I feel like that line's going to be the matchup against the top line. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I do kind of need another, like, capable defender maybe in Paterka than having, like, throwing in, like, Olsen or Quinn there because I'm still getting offense from Paterka, but I don't think he's going to get crushed. So I at least have three guys that I think can go out there and match up against the top line and not get completely killed.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with Cousins being that second-line center. I mean, we're going to see – I think he – he can have a breakout this year. No, that's what I was Especially about to say. Especially another year with Granado. I think Granado's really good at developing his players. Mm-hmm. And I think Cousins is going to get more comfortable in his role as the year goes on. Um, I do have Olofsson in that top six role, mainly because like I know he's very one-dimensional. He's just there to score goals. He's a power play ace. Like That's why I, I don't have him on the lesser lines because I feel like the bottom two lines are more well-rounded, like defensive-minded game and all that. And just give him... The time where, you know, your top two lines, they're there mainly to put up the points and showcase, you know, in a way. Yeah. And then on the other side, to kind of, I know Olsen doesn't play defense, Cousins is kind of still developing. Hopefully he becomes that 200-foot player. I have on the wing, I don't know if this is hot take, but I'm putting Asplund on the second line. No, yeah. Bad. I because, because, I mean, he, he'll play defense. Yeah. He'll make up for what Olsen can't do. And I think he can... In a sense, rub off on Dylan Cousins. So then, if Cousins later in the year can show he could play defense, you could move Asplund somewhere else if another line is struggling defensively. Plus, Asplund sort of had a breakout last year. Like he showed early on the year, I think he did at one point lead the team in points. So he showed early on that he can put up some points. It just didn't last the entire year, but that's that's all right. I mean, his his role is to be that 200 foot player rather than an offensive. Uh, Genius. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think
1: I think that's where it gets hard for the Sabres Is the fact of after the first line, which I is just, a lock, no matter what way you which have, which is it. solid. I just think it's hard after the first line to nail down the other three lines because, you know, again with the lack of two hundred foot players defensively, it's kind of hard. Are we gonna like do what Mike said and have like a prototypical maybe Olson in the top six? Um, but then you know, what are we gonna do? if You know, are you gonna be more pro-typical and like, oh, we're gonna have the top six be the scoring lines, and mm-hmm. the, you know, third and fourth be more, you know, checking line defensively. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, they don't really have a defensive center, and other than really maybe Cousins, and then you know, we're probably maybe they're gonna put Gergeson's there. But again, I think that's where the hardship really comes in this past, the, and that's the problem with like. The Tuck situation is that they really could use another Alex Tuck. I know they don't grow on trees. But if they had another Alex Tuck, this would be a lot easier because you'd have a line of cousins, another Alex Tuck... (laughs) <laughs> and um like a post or whatever, and then that yeah. would be a good check that would be your good second line that could produce offense but also be really like really good defensively. And Is then, there
0: anyone you that they could pick up currently that could fill that spot? Or like any I, of the, the young guys that could I maybe? think
1: they're so like realistically I don't think they're gonna make a move because I think they want the young guys in the lineup. So, I think that's, like... So, like, honestly, this is where I'm getting at it. maybe Paterka becomes the next tuck of being, like, a top-six winger that's also has a little bit of a two-way game. Yeah. So, that's why I put him, you know, Cousins do Oposo. I just don't think there's any um, people outside the organization at the proper moment because I don't think they're going to... I think they're going to try not to block those guys. Here, um, I just want to say, like,
2: we look at our lineup, there's just, in my opinion, a lot of unproven... Because, you know, we see That's Quinn. We project that he'll be a goal scorer, but we don't know. He's no, never... I mean, he could suck. Yeah he could, be, yeah, he could be a boss. No, so Krebs, Krebs hasn't really proven anything out no, there. Krebs is suck. developing. They still call him a prospect. Pater- you know what Paterka I mean? So. Paterka still has to develop. Thompson's only had one breakout year. Cousins, Cousins were still waiting on that breakout year. We know Jeff Skinner's, you know, either hot or down. cold. mm mm-hmm. Tuck's only played 50 games for the Sabres. So, right. you know, it, we have small sample size of a Oposo's lot of these players. in his mid-30s. You know, yeah, Posto's the, older.
1: There's so many question marks in the forward group where... If,
2: if we can project all our players correctly, that they play the roles we want them to play... We could have a very good lineup, right? But but we had you don't have certainty in any 82 of that. Eighty two games, we got to see and, what goes on, and yeah. that's
1: why I don't like looking at any projections about the Sabers because it really could go one like no one projected. Tate Thompson. It could go really bad, or it could go really good, or it could just kind of be like there's some right good, some bad. Uh, which I would probably say would probably be the most middle. I would say that's probably the most likely. There's probably going to be some good stuff, and then there's probably going to be you know some people that struggle. Yeah. That's why you signed Vinny Hunter-Stroza again, because there's probably going to be a guy that's... you know, One of your young guys that's probably going to struggle. Or I mean, there's also injuries, of course. So. Yeah,
0: right. I, I just think it gets interesting. You just never know in 82 games what's going to happen. That's yeah, that's yeah. really it.
1: I think that's kind of... you know That's going to be the fun part about the season is that it could really go either we don't know it could tank or it could be fantastic you have no idea i think that's what makes it's gonna make this season so much fun
0: well it's kind of like watching the bills a couple years ago when the team was getting put together you know what i mean like you have these prospects who you don't know how they're gonna pan out you know Like, like you said he could jack quinn could be a fantastic goal scorer
2: Or not. You know what I mean? (laughs) You you don't know. (laughs) And and the other thing is, we still have a lot of draft capital. Like, I think we still have, what, three second round picks coming up this year? Yeah. yeah. Plus, if Johnson.
1: No, no, no. One second. Uh, To to interrupt your point, um, if they were going to make a trade, they should trade for Jesper Brett. Who? Yeah, well, he's an RFA. Yes, so, he's Esper an RFA, Brad, RFA, right? Is an RFA right now who has uh RFA from the Devils with, for the Devils. Who is? Oh, let's
0: just let's dance yeah. on the Devil's grave yeah. one more arbitration time. Arbitration
1: eligible. On. Arbitration eligible. The team is offering. going to the arbitrator and said we will pay him four point one five million dollars. The player wants six point five million dollars or six over six. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'm telling you straight up. The Sabers have two, se- three
2: second round picks. And did you say if Johnson doesn't sign, that's another one, or is that in twenty four?
1: Uh, that would be twenty four. Okay, but but still, that's, I mean, even yeah, still, it doesn't matter. Even still, like if I was the Sabres right now, I would one hundred percent trade a second, one of those second round picks and like a mid tier prospect for Brat and sign him seven by six. Like I would immediately give him like <laughs> what he's asking for. Yeah, Just, yeah, because you because think that'll be the second. He He had, had seventy three points in seventy six games, and uh, I know a lot of people like, oh, he played with Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is very good. Jasper Bratt was. Wildly underrated before he broke out. Yeah, like I've I've been begging for the Sabres to trade for him for years. So I, to, I, I just thought of that out of thought of my head when you. No, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean that answers the question I asked earlier. So that, that I mean that but, would be nice to have him, you know, and but also, put some also more depth on the lines. Also,
1: so we talk about cap space um, with the Islanders potentially signing Nazem Kadri. You know, it's rumored that you know they're gonna there's a deal and price handshake agreement or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever that contract is, they don't have a lot of cap space in the first place, and they have some RFAs, you know, some guys also that they could trade, you know, top six, you know, very good high end forwards, that you know, are like Beileve. Anthony Beauvillier, I knew it was going to Beauvillier. Anthony Beauvillier, um, or Noah Dobson. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these names, yeah. man, I can't either. Hers <laughs> is a restricted free agent um, defenseman, right shot D man, like one of those guys that they they're on the market because they can't afford them, if they're going to sign Kadri. The Sabres also should be all over. But again, I think it goes back to my point where I feel like, I feel like they're done, and you know, yeah, would I be done? Would I be done if I was Sabres? No, because I think I would be looking at the RFA market. And sit- seeing what, what teams can't afford their RFA's, and I would be going at like making offers for them.
2: Kevin Adams really wants to build from within, like he really likes building through the draft, which is a good strategy. But you can not complement with trades with free agents, um, so I, I don't think like he should shy away from doing any of that. I mean. I don't think he has, but I think he is very focused on the draft and developing his own. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if we're talking Which about...
2: Which is, the, I I would say it's the correct way to rebuild. It's
1: the correct way to rebuild. I think what's hard for the say, so, you know, we, as we're talking about our teams, you know, we're going over the Atlanta teams, we're going to talk about Ottawa, you know, how they made all their moves, like they gave up assets for, you know, Alex Debrinket, uh Cam Talbot. Mm-hmm. Ottawa is in a position to do that because they're in year like three or four of a year build. You know, it's really important for Sabres fans, like we haven't made the playoffs in a long time. Like last year was the year off season one of the rebuild. Yeah. You, you 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 teared the whole thing down, you traded Eichel, you traded Reinhardt you traded Ristolainen. you got assets for them, you had a very successful season for what you were supposed to be. But right, you broke down
0: the team to bare bones yeah, you broke much. down yeah. the
1: team and now you have prospects, you have picks coming up. You're gonna spend this next year developing, but again, I wouldn't be afraid. I don't think they should either be be afraid of you know making a move if the value is there yeah. for a, a piece, especially Brat, who I think is like 25 or 26, I believe, and Dobson's, you know, 23, I want to say, or something, 22. Like those guys, it's not like they're tra- don't trade for like 30 year olds. Like I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, but like no. tr- trade for people that could fit the core age. Like people who want to trade for Patrick Kane. Yeah, that like, no, Jack that's went ridiculous. in a first and second round yeah. pick. Like, what are you nuts? Like, yeah, that, that's. ridiculous. I mean, if
0: he like we said, if he's not a goal scorer, then by all means, go ahead. If he sucks, but you know,
1: yeah, no, that that's ridiculous. So okay, <laughs> let's, let's just into the obviously our other part of you know we, we other series. I should say we started of breaking down the Atlantic teams and seeing where the Sabers you know compare against them. And we started last week of Montreal, and this week you know since Ottawa finished seventh in the, the division, we're gonna. Head on to Ottawa, Mike. You could break down, you know, their moves.
2: Yeah, so I think the big one was trading for Alex DeBrinket, which Matt Murray. Yeah, could saved have. Them. Yeah, honestly, could have, uh, could have been uh, not happening if the Sabers had gotten that seventh overall pick with Matt Murray. But Matt Murray vetoed that one, and he ends up in Toronto, and Alex DeBrinket ends up in Ottawa. So they only they only gave up at, what first, 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 versus second, twenty
0: twenty first round, twenty twenty two second, and then 2024
2: 20, third. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean nothing but, for forty goals. score. No. Exactly. For, is, is who's twenty four years yeah. old, still it's growing honestly like as a the player. Like just giving Matt Ryan away. Give him a long term deal. Yeah. Um it, that was a pretty good move. I think the other most notable one, signing Claude Giroux. Hometown
1: here. Right? Hometown
2: guy. He spent his entire career in Philadelphia until he was traded to Florida. Uh, tried to go on a cup run. Didn't work out for the Panthers. Uh they have one more year, right?
1: One more year on that bad thing. Yeah, I think so, I should have just given you the five bucks. They'd yeah, pay, so pay, but whatever. <laughs> he'll,
2: be a, he'll be a veteran for that young young core. Um, I like their top six.
1: They have a very good top have, six. They have
2: long-term pieces in Drake Batherson, Brady Kachuk. They just signed Josh Norris to an eight-year deal, just just shy of $8 million per year. Um, you you throw in Debrinkit, who's still young. Claude is going to be a nice veteran for that team. Plus, they have Thomas Shabbat, who's a young defenseman, signed... Jake Sanderson's. Um, Jake Sanderson's can, coming up. First big year. You did, get
1: Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot's a good veteran. I'd say I would worry about their because I think Talbot's good, but I just I, I mean,
2: sign Matthew Joseph to an extension too. Yeah,
1: he's good. He's a solid third liner. They have a very good Ford core. Um their defense core is a little bit unknown because Shabbat's good. Sanderson not, is looking like to be kind of Owen Power esque. Um but then after that it's kind of meh. Yeah. Uh to me, so I think, if I would be honest, I would say Ottawa will have more points in the savings than the Sabres. I think I would, I'm pretty confident to say that Sabres will finish 7th in the division, which again, I don't think people should look at that as a step back and by any stretch of the imagination, because they finished 5th, and they finished 5th because they beat out Ottawa by 2 points and Detroit by 1 point, and both those teams decided to say, yeah, we're, we don't want to rebuild anymore, we want to get better right now, and the Sabres yeah. are like, honestly, we'll rather just well, Wait. that's
0: why Adams and Granado are a good tandem because they know, like, you know, by no means are they at all ready to no, they, take that
1: step, I mean, and they're wanting to absolutely. Rebuild. And Mike made the good point about you know they just have too many question marks right now, mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, question marks the best way to put everything. That's that the point. big thing that they, and I think we've been going over a lot this year. They have to figure out certain question marks because next year they will have to make moves, uh, based off what they need to to now get make a jump to get better and be more competitive. Than they were, you know, this this year coming up. So, right, I think that'll be interesting. So, talking about Ottawa, I I briefly want to talk, you know, what what do you guys think are the most notable Sabers this season that are under the most pressure to perform individually? I'm not saying oh they have to perform because for the team. No, no, their own individual, uh, you know, yeah. ways. I would say, you know,
2: I I'll, I'll say the one that tops my list is Dylan Cousins. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's, he's, he has he's to an RFA, he's an RFA. RFA, he's going to want a long-term yeah. deal. I think he has to prove that he's a top-six forward. Yeah, and he, he... he's shown development. I think he has in two years. But he needs to show that like he right. can well-round his game. Like, we All had right. him on that
0: second line. Like He's got to be able to take that step and be competitive. Yeah. And yeah. if he's not, at this point, like you said, he's an RFA next year. Well, so. I
1: think it's important for him because... You know we've been saying this a lot. He played very well if you're you consider him concerned to be a third line center, but I think everyone would have the expectation that you'd hope for him to be at least a second line center. So yeah, again, that's a big year. I think Tage is a big year for him because Josh Norris, as we talked about for Ottawa, had kind of an assembly This is Tage's
2: contract year, right?
1: One more year than he's two in RFA. more. Okay, no, one more than he was an RFA. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Norris signed that eight-year, nearly eight million dollar contract, and I think Tage is looking at himself like. Honestly, I could get that deal if I produce again like I would you know, did last yeah. year. So that's big for him. I think it is a big year for Middlestat and Krebs. That Middlestat top my list. That's because
0: yeah. he's like I've said like three times. I think now on this podcast, the injury can only be used as an excuse
1: for so long. He's got to he's got to prove himself. And, and you know, you bring up the point, Joe, which is always accurate about Owen Power. You know, we can't we can't super overrate his eight games. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I feel like. For you know the Sabres community, were overrating the fact of Mills stats that second half when they made that coaching change to Granada. Yeah. So, yeah, you know that was 19 games. Are we and honest to God, if we're being completely honest, his numbers in those 19 games really aren't as you know they're if, not spectacular. They aren't as great as you think. You know he shot above ex- three goals above expected. You know his expected goals for in that span was only 44 percent. Average is 50, so he was still a below average player. Yeah, so. And he shot, you know, he shot through the roof. So, I think, you know, that I think we might overrate his 19 games. I, again, this is a big year for him because I, I, I don't like using the term uh, make or break, but yeah, it, I would say uh, it's pivotal. It's yeah, pivotal. I would.
2: I'd say another one is um, Darlene because he got a mm-hmm. he got
1: a bridge deal. Another guy that another guy that's in line to maybe make some dough if he plays exactly.
2: Like he he was drafted here first overall, expected to be a face of the franchise, like generational defenseman. All right, obviously that's and, not going to be the case. Yeah, I mean Owen Power. We kind of might overshadow him at some point. I, I, but I'm gonna
1: say this straight up. Owen Power is gonna be better than Rasmussen. Yeah, either no. way, it's I nice. Don't, to I, have don't have both. A, I don't think that's no, case. I don't think that's no in his eight games. You can tell that either way. I mean? like, it, it's just... nice
2: to have both of them on a no, roster. No, absolutely, absolutely. But Darlene, you know, throughout his career so far, he's kind of up and down, up and down, like he showed signs of being very good offensively. And then there are times where it's like uh, he struggled defensively. He's and like, what are you doing? Yeah, and then vice versa, you know, where it's like he showed good defense, but his offense Slipped. just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. This year, I think he kind of figured out a little bit better.
1: Um, Second half of the year, he figured yeah, out. First like, half of the year was not very good. Second half of the year, he came on very strong.
2: Yeah, I think if you can consistently get that, he'll get that long-term deal for big money. And, you know, he's, again, like we said, a, a franchise player that has a lot of expectations and – I, I mean I don't know how much he's got two years left on his deal.
1: I believe he yeah, got two years, six mil.
2: So he still Earth. has time to kind of prove himself to get that big deal, but I mean the clock's ticking for him.
1: Yeah, and then I would say Yoki Hari was a big one for me because he was really bad last year and if he and then if he doesn't bounce back.
2: The, then so. the la- last one I got is um Lukanen. Yeah. You, Just you because know, like we have Devin Levi who's expected to sign at the end of the year. Uh I mean Portillo pie won't sign, but he could um in another he just one just a glass he, just, he always gets hurt and when he played in the nhl he he looked good he was all right he he looked good like no small he definitely sample could size, do it yeah but he he looked good i think this is the year comry will probably start as the number one and then i would hope lucan is the number two anderson's the scratch three right um, i hope he gets a shot i we'll, do but
0: he's just too injury prone i think yeah at this point like he's got to show he he's can, got pressure on him yeah
2: he, he'll probably sign one or two years.
1: He's an RFA right now. But yeah, he'll get like matter. a bridge.
2: It's like the same thing. Short term deal. You know, injury. And
1: mm-hmm. he's got to show that hey, you drafted me to be the goalie. I am going to be your goalie. I think it comes down to the fact that Kevin Adams got to sit him down and be like, Devin Levi is one year left in college, and then I mean, are we sure he'll he's probably gonna, even be here at the, uh, end, of year, at we, the end of the sure year? At least in Rochester. by the Are we even sure that he's going to even play in Rochester? Like, I think Devin Levi would be a guy. That, Wins the wins a job at least one of the two jobs in training camp next uh, next season. So, I think Kevin M's like this is your year to prove who you are, and we got to figure it out because they signed Comrie to a two year deal. So yeah, you know, I, and I think he's a pretty solid backup at at, at least. So, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be interesting again. Like we went through like what seven or eight names right there. Like that's, that's just, a lot, and I I feel like there's. Like Krabs too. I, 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 Skinner. No, too. you can honestly say a lot of people are. You Lergan's could, you could no argue closer. everybody on the roster. Yeah. Come on, because
2: yeah.
0: they're in the rebuild phase. I so think at this there's point, some it's argument
1: like... for like most people, but I, I just think it's, it's an interesting conversation. So, lastly, um, this has been popping up all over Twitter. You know, the, New the Jersey... Twitter
0: warriors are alive and well, and yeah, they're going crazy. The,
1: the New Jersey Devil fans just going off again about how Martin Brodeur is the greatest goaltender of all time. Um, no. No, just, just no. I, it's just,
2: Dominic Hasek. It's not
0: me being biased. It's, it's all, all statistics. It's, it's all right in front of you yeah. if you look at everything. Like it's
2: not even funny. He basically invented a style of play
1: that only he could do. Pretty much.
2: Yeah, like he's laying on the ice. All this contortion he does to make these saves. No one had ever done it before. No. And like it's more common now with these guys, but he was he was a freak athlete. It was insane. Plus, he was older. He was already in his thirties by the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he was. He, 20, he it
1: was twenty five when. He came over, and then he didn't even start right away. I think. He, I think he no. Was, and then he, he was with Chicago. And by the time
2: he won all his MVPs and everything, he was he was like yeah. mid
1: thirties.
0: Like, if if you're on Twitter and you disagree, we're on Twitter at the Buffalonian, so feel free to voice think your about, opinion. Like,
2: I mean, you 9, were 12, saying before. Yeah, you were saying before. Like Brodeur, they had a great team in New Jersey at that time. They were winning Stanley Cups. The style of play really benefited a goalie. Um, Hashik He'd be standing on his head out
1: there at times, some of the teams. It, it comes down to the fact of Bordeaux is overrated because he has... I don't think he has the most shots, but I know he has the most wins of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's because he played on very good teams. And listen, Bordeaux is a very good goalie. Bordeaux is like a top five goalie of all time. I'm not completely bashing him. Like, he was good. But when you play with the New Jersey Devils and the New Jersey Zone Trap, when you face like 15 shots a game, like, come on now. Yeah. D- Damakashic faced like hundreds of more shots Per year more than Bordeaux and would have better save percentages than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just insane. Bordeaux would. That team. I also. I, I think what's also important is not just the fact that Hashik just dominated the at dominator. the. Dominator. Nah, uh, good one. Dominated <laughs> at the NHL level. He dominated the Olympics in 98. Like that Czech team. Yeah, i know. Yeah, he's like, the he, can, they won. he carried that Czech team. Yeah. The gold medal. Worldwide, Over, over level. Canada. hmm. Like. That team was... I mean, that Czech team had Yager, I believe. But, like, that team was not better than Team Canada in 1998. No. No. Like, come on now. They stopped all three people in the shootout for the win? Like, let's just just stop kidding ourselves, okay?
0: Well, they're Devils fans mostly saying that. What do you expect?
1: I I expect better. The the glory days of the Devils. Yeah. You know, like I said,
0: we're dancing on the grave now. Yeah, you you
1: don't see me coming out here saying, you know, Jim Kelly is the greatest quarterback of all time. Because he's not. No, he's definitely not. Yeah. Nor is... Uh, I mean, uh, he's probably not even the best quarterback in the Bills' history anymore. No, it's true. Like, come on, like, we're not, I don't, we don't, we don't come on here. Like, Bruce, no information you know about you, know you know what it is? I'm gonna say it straight up. It would be like if the Bills fans would talk about Bruce Smith being the greatest defender of all time. Bruce Smith, great defensive end, 200 career sacks, most all time. They were more dominant players than Bruce Smith, exactly. Lawrence Taylor, like, like no like doubt, others. Reggie like, White, yeah, like those guys were better than Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith just played 19 years, which is credit to him. Yeah. Longevity, like Brodeur has the most, he- Bruce Smith has the most sacks of time, Brodeur has the most wins of all time. Like, credit to them, you give credit for the longevity, but there were more people that were more dominant. Like, Hotchick was more dominant, mm-hmm. and like, guys yeah. like Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor were more dominant than Bruce And Be- you can
0: argue that Hotchick's age, he was past this, past the prime of a normal
2: goalie. Yes. And he was
0: still doing fantastic things. Yes. So, yeah. that, that to me just immediately puts him above.
2: So The only other thing I had to say, this is just a random uh, injury update, Olivier Nadeau out. Four oh, to six the, months the, with yeah, the shoulder. Sabres prospect. Yeah. Uh, That's the only other thing. Yeah, shout out, out, he's, he's out
1: He's out four to six months. Tough. I think he's it was the fourth round pick in twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's a mid round pick. He was fourth mm-hmm. or third. Years I can him and Josh. Boom, stick in my mind. They were third and fourth in the picks. Had a really good year in juniors this year. So hopefully he can get on the ice uh, and not miss the entire you know junior season. Just miss about half of it. But that, that, that stinks for him. But yeah, some would call that a damn shame, and we we sure do as Sabres
0: fans. But That is going to do it for our saver section. We'll be right back with the rundown right after this. Here at the Buffalonian Podcast, we are looking for sponsorships to take our podcast to the next level. If you are at all interested, feel free to DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and let us know. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the rundown. I'll be taking you down this magical journey. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Blue Jays have split the Quick Home Series against the Cardinals. Then, they took three of the four in the weekend series versus the Tigers. The Jays hit the road now for a nine-game road trip, starting in a quick two-game road series versus the Rays, and then will face off against the Twins in a four-game weekend road series. The Jays sit at 57-45 and 45 and still are in control at the top of the AL wildcard spot. The best moment of this past week, by far, was the Jays' 4-1 win over the Tigers to clinch the series. Jose Barrios has finally started to live up to the 100 plus million contract with seven strong innings, giving up only one run while striking out six. Red-hot Matt Chapman went yard again for his 20th of the season. The Jays have also made a trade with the Miami Marlins, Anthony Bass, and Zach Pop for Jordan Grossens. Grossens was really struggling with the Bisons, but was a top-five prospect in the organization. Bass has been a beast with a 1.61 ERA in 45 innings pitched. So the Blue Jays are going for it, and let's hope they continue to stay hot as we go into the month of August. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the Bisons now. The Bisons split their home series to Worcester, and uh, the Bisons now sit at 52-47, and 47, which is two and a half games back from the first place Lehigh Valley. They will now go on the road for back-to-back road series, first starting with Scranton, who are 51-48, and 48, who are the game? Who are game back off of the Bison's, and uh, the Bisons still have a negative run differential, and it is truly amazing that this team is five games above 500. The moment of the week was the Bison's eight-inning comeback and Saturday's five-to-three win. L.J. Tally came up large as he hit two out of three run homers in the bottom of the eighth to give the Bison's the lead and was ultimately the winning play. The Bisons need to continue to play good baseball as we are in the back half of the season and it is beginning to be crunch time. So, let's go Bisons. And now, we'll be right back with the new Would You Rather
1: with Dom. We are back with the Buffalo and Podcast. Uh, doing the Would You Rather, fourth edition of the Would You Rather. I don't know. Can we call this a new segment still? Uh, I think, I don't, I think, think we're, uh, we I don't all got through it's, it's it. It's about I think a month long. It's about a month long now. Yeah, so.
2: we all did it. I think it's it's set in stone. Well, it's yeah. like calling
1: Krebs a prospect still. I don't I don't yeah. think we can do it. So I, I agree. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> um, as you, as you called it as a, a new segment ending the run. Now. Yeah, but, no, that's know. why that's why it
0: it you know tickled, on you. tickled my fancy a little bit there to, to you know figure it out. Yeah. I, I didn't know what we should be calling it. Yeah. Assumption.
1: Absolutely. Well, so this this would you rather you know a little, little different for me. Yeah, you know, first time I did, I did the NFL you know wide receiver, obviously we talked maybe a little bit would you rather have a good coach, a good GM? All that stuff. So for me, I'm 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 gonna dabble in college sports here. Okay. Would you rather win the national championship in football or the national championship in basketball? It depends on the school. Really. Uh,
2: I'm gonna say basketball because I, I feel like that's that's a longer journey. That's a tougher right tougher road.
0: I mean, I I agree with the basketball in a sense because. I personally think March Madness it's is hype. is hype. number 1. And it's it outdoes college football.
2: So, college I'm actually football playoff is kind of stupid anyway yeah, cuz it's mean, like always the same teams, you know. Yeah, if you're, you're buddy-buddy with the selection you know, committee, you're yeah, golden. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know what, I'm going I'm going to redact a little bit. I, I don't think it depends on the school. I I would say definitely basketball just cuz March Madness has been like I don't know, in my life since I was a kid, I've done brackets with my family. It's yeah, like, it's you know what not, I mean? It's such a bigger Bigger event than college
2: football. I feel. Plus, it's not even just March Madness. Like that tournament, yeah. But you mm-hmm. have to get through all your conference tournaments well, yeah. and everything. Yeah, and then it's you know, playing playing teams you've never played before as well. Yeah. So like, and the then when you see the l- Cinderella story of a random team like this year, St. Peter's, right, going yeah. all the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, this is this is surprising to me. I definitely thought this was going to get the other.
2: I I know <laughs> I'm not the biggest basketball I know. I fan. Know. No. I, I'm, I'm not, not the not, biggest I, basketball I, I fan, but I can re- I can
1: respect the fact that it's that's an mm. achievement. Yeah. All right. All, right. All right. Now I'm going to change it up a little bit. Cause now, now I'm 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 intrigued how far I could get this to go till it swings to, bet, to football. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you rather would you rather be on Saint, like a team like St. Peters that makes a Cinderella run like this week's the second weekend or would you rather be on a team like Georgia who won the national championship? The, the cinderella yeah okay i love a good underdog story mm. gosh it's hard now I, I, didn't, I didn't i'd love
0: really. to be a part of that i watched the rocky movies and i'm like no that was sometimes honestly i
1: gotta i gotta think i honestly do myself i feel like that would be more like i'd more like it'd be more hype that. yeah honestly, like, i think I, you know I guess, you're expected to I win and you're expected to win and then like it's like okay you know whatever if you're not even i change when would you rather no. be third time to charm? Third charm. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather be Villanova this year, who went to the Final Four and lost, or Georgia? Won?
2: Who won? I'd Def- rather win. Yeah.
0: I think anyone would rather win. So that's that, that, that's true. But, that, 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 no,
1: but if that's mine, mine, that's your I know, point. That's, I know, that's point Villanova's like a top. No, but would you rather go to Villanova, who in basketball lost in the Final Four, yeah. or would you rather be? A, a team on Georgia, the fo- Ge- the Bulldogs football team. Yeah. That won the national championship. Yeah. Well, I think I'd rather the win the,
2: the national championship.
1: If it's like a good run and you're up against like a
0: stellar, stellar team. They lost
1: the team that won the national championship. Yes. The Kansas.
0: They lost, they lost. If it's that, I would be upset and disappointed. But, I mean, I, I think anyone, human nature, would pick the winning team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's yeah. just...
1: Like that—that's just you're just exploiting humanity. At no, I—I—I define—I define the tipping scales of like. Yeah. When, when, when would you pick for? I'm just surprised that like if you, I'm, I'm just kind of that neither of us are the biggest basketball. players no, of guys are basketball. Like, I mean, I think we all like college. I mean, I love college basketball. got to 100%. work at last. March Madness was yeah, yeah. pretty good. I, I did forget, but I—I I did do our boy Eric Musselman. Shout out to him. Yeah. Our, go go go! Well, Hawks. and I think it's
0: cool to see March Who Madness picked?
1: start coming around here, like it has too. You know, like
0: have UBB in there. In the mix, you
1: know, the, the pass- UB, the UB, uh, team, alumni S- team
2: is St. Peter's. They're in the Mac. Yeah, I've seen them double, play the, multiple the, times. The, double A, double A, Mac, double A, Mac.
1: Sorry, give our double you A Mac. You get initiation fans confused, but UB, the alumni team for UB are playing. They're in the finals the, tonight the, for the, the basketball the, tournament The, the, the basketball team, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. blue collar, are you It's chance to win a million dollars. Good for good for them. No, I'm I'm, I'm generally kind of a little stunned right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a little shaky. I don't know if I can do trivia. I'm a little.
2: That's the reason why he's going to struggle. Yeah, exactly. I haven't built an excuse now. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. But that's going to do it for our Would You Fourth, Would You Rather, not new anymore. And uh, we'll be right back with trivia right after this.
2: We're back with the Buffalonian podcast. And the same way we wrap up every show, some trivia. So. You know, you're just saying how shook you were about the uh, would you rather like you think you recovered in the the like 30 seconds. I down I
1: downed my orange Gatorade, had some Skittles, had some Cheez-Its. And as usual, great combination. I'm feeling froggy motherfucker. So let's let's do All this. Right. Let's vibe. right.
2: Well, I'll start I'll start with in what my opinion is like the order from easiest to hardest.
1: You know, no, 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 We you want, know, we want the hard questions. No. Yeah, yeah. J- just no. go. Yeah. You give people bad news first. Yeah, we give us yeah. the hard one. Yeah, all right. Because we want, we you know, what, we want our conf- freaking bone here. Yeah, we want our confidence just
2: completely crushed. Yeah, <laughs> all right. The hardest question is Bill's question, oh. in my opinion. All right. When was the last time the Bills tied a game? Can we have the the the, the decade
0: by chance? 2010s, 2000s, <laughs> anything like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say it was.
1: Um, I'll just say it was in the 1970s. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Well, this is this is all I know. Ready? It's not the Miami Dolphins. No, because I know they went 0 for the 70s against the Dolphins. Yes. so it can't be them. I'm gonna say the New York Jets.
2: It was not a divisional team. Oh. It was the. Well, you, you i'm have, gonna i'm gonna
1: take a long shot here not, you ready for this you ready i just this? said
2: no the question was just when like I'd, oh like not the team yeah, oh 76 no 74 Seven, 1972 uh, december West 10th Island, yeah. against the detroit lions oh 21 to hmm. 21 they have eight ties in their franchise history and that, that was the most all recent pre, one. that was the last one 72 oh, yep all mostly in the 60s when was
1: the last time they were close they're getting tied. Um. Oh, Stevie Johnson dropping that touchdown yes. against the Steelers.
0: Yeah. I remember that. That's 2010. Yeah, that was yeah. Something
1: around there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. So
2: yeah, that was that was a tough one.
0: The closest game I've seen to being tied any recently, like most recent one, is the uh, the play uh, the the. the the fringe playoff game between oh no you're right yeah. that was like the last the, the chargers was like one that- yeah in the no
1: the colts yes that was yes a snow game. no it was no. almost it was, was almost it. tied that was it that yeah was, it was, was almost tied oh joe webb yeah oh, that was the yeah. game I was thinking and shady broke away yeah yeah I was thinking, yes. 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 Yeah. No, I was thinking of the mcdermott era there was one I kept I don't know why I kept going back there. I don't know why I just yeah. said chargers that I, 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 there was a because the chargers
2: were a team though love with the raiders yes yeah
1: yeah all right so
2: yeah and I don't like ties. I think it's kind of weird. We remember
0: though, going back to that Chargers game. They thought that, people thought they were legitimately going to tie and both go to the playoffs. To, I think they were going to. I yeah, would, if Char- I was playing the Patriots. Brandon though, Staley did that idiot play where he actually like rushed or whatever. I, I, you're and playing he a division. Timeout. Yeah, you called a timeout. You're playing
2: a division rival. Why would you want to tie and? put that team in the playoffs. Like, right. Well, if we would have like, the Chargers. Yeah, if I'm playing one of my divisional teams, I'm like, I don't want you in the playoffs. Uh, you know? Right. So, Well, at least we got the hard question out of the way. Uh, I mean, uh, And you know
1: what? My confidence is still pretty high because we, we remember that Colts game yes. and, and and the fifth game. I, I, I'm feeling pretty...
2: Had to bump on I'm that I'm feeling one. froggy now. Yeah. All right. Buffalo Sabres. Um, how many players have played in at least 1,000 games for the Sabres? <laughs> Six. Mm, no. Are Close?
0: We,
1: are we counting goalies?
2: No, um, just skaters. How like how close was I? Uh, you were a little, high. a little high. Three. Four. Two.
1: Oh, we're like one. We played a 1,000 games in the Sabres uniform? Yeah. Who well,
2: yeah, were the, the two? Perot? Perreault, pros one. Joe Perot and Craig Ramsey.
1: There's uh, only two, Chris really? Mar- Mike Mar-
2: Ramsey was third at 9. No, because Martin had his
1: knees problem. That's who it was. We both 0-2 like on the day.
2: No. Yeah, Joe Perot is the most. Over well, 1,100. Lafantate can stay healthy. Craig oh. Ramsey's at 1,070. Pineville so.
1: has to be pretty high up there.
0: Jason.
2: Yeah, he played...
1: Well, he, he's played a little bit of Minnesota. Yeah, I think but. maybe
2: 9 or 10 years overall. So. No, that's actually... That was a tougher question
1: than I actually thought. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah.
2: older guys. And then the last one, Buffalo question, because we don't have that third sports topic right now. We've been doing like uh, the regional trivia. Uh, we all know City Hall pretty significant building in downtown Buffalo. Um, do you know when it opened?
1: This is supposed to be the easiest question, man. Yeah. I'll just
2: say the year. Pre-1900? Mm, no. 1920? Uh,
0: too early. 1940? Too late. 1930?
2: 1930.
1: 1934. 1931. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get
0: the general, like, decade the, the down, general, you know? Like, the the range, then, range? Yeah, then it was... Because I remember the Falls one, I remembered last week that it was like, one happened in the 60s. I didn't know one happened in the
2: 1840s, though. I didn't know it was that far back. But. Yeah, November 10th, 1931, it was Dude, 0-3 for both of us
1: today. That's tough. I, I think those questions were kind of hard. All I'm saying, the, but if, the you get, listen, if the
2: listeners
0: get them, kudos. That,
1: listen, that, the that's question, fantastic. The questions are hard. I have a built-in excuse from the Would You Rather, Joe. Oh, my he's. God. Here we go. Here we go. Excuses, excuses. All right. Well... That is
0: going to do it for the <laughs> Buffalonian podcast today. I'm Joe Kelly, and I was joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. As always, it's been a fantastic show. And, uh, Dom, how do you always on these?
1: Go Bills, baby. Go above Bills.